Hello everyone, I'm Mark. I'm Nick. I'm Sadie. And welcome back to Letters to Podcast. And today we're talking about toxic characters from TV, movies, video games, anything. Fictional. Whatever. Whatever. We're just... The characters that we know are toxic, but for some reason we like them and we can relate to them. Like we 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 feel that character. Or characters we grew up thinking were perfectly normal and then you realize yes. they're toxic as hell. It's kind of like how you grow up and you just see things differently as an adult than you did as a child. So at least that's how it was for me. Cause baby. Mm. And I, I have one, I have a character listed who I don't, I don't think she's toxic. For some people, she might be toxic. Okay, maybe I, toxic, I was, maybe toxic is a loaded word. I feel like we use that word too freely nowadays, just like we use yes. gaslighting. But mm-hmm. you all know what we're saying. We're saying that these are problematic characters who we grew up thinking were fine. But when you look back, they were actually kind of messed up or they did some really messed up things that we just overlooked. Yep. <laughs> Like for me, my first, my first out of three is Samantha from Sex in the City. Oh shit! Wait, 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 wait! You think she was a toxic character? I feel like she had some toxic traits. I think you're in the minority there, bro. Do boo. explain. Please explain. I think she, Please explain. I feel like I feel like she, for better or for worse, she used her sexuality to get what she wanted. She kind, she was kind of manipulative with it. But I also kind of enjoy that about her. Like, yeah, girl, you got it, girl. Use it. Okay, but that's the same thing that men have been doing since the beginning of time. I and... don't like it. I don't like it when they do it either. But you know, if you look good, girl, you got the weapon, girl. Fire that bitch. But that was the whole point of it. That was the whole point of her character because she was pushing back against these ideas that women can't be uh, use their sexuality in a way that serves them. Mm-hmm. I I personally found that toxic. Toxic. Mm-hmm. Why is that toxic? Mm-hmm. It's toxic on both. It's toxic. It's toxic no matter what gender. So, I just say so she looks saying, good doing it. Okay, so you guys are saying that no one should be doing that, basically. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't. I find it toxic, but I think she looked good, I and I was like, "Girl, if you got it, you got it." I don't remember her always using her sexuality as a bargaining chip. I just remember her being very sexually liberated compared to her friends, and even now, compared to like thirty years ago when the show came out, or. Yeah, no, 20 years ago when the show came out, she's she her character can even be seen as um at the time it was very very like sexually um adventurous for a woman mm-hmm. to uh, navigate sexuality in that way, but even but nowadays it's not a big deal. Well, I wouldn't say it's not a big deal. I feel like it's a little bit more normalized, but even these women are still considered like they'll be considered whores or hoes or whatever you want it sluts. They'll be slut shamed mm-hmm. or whatever, but I think she kind of paved the way for women to just have a bit more um, leniency when it comes to their sexuality. And I actually thought that was great um, character development for her because I feel like women shouldn't be expected to be. Um, it's like that whole Madonna whore complex. Like you can either be the Virgin Mary, the Madonna, or you can be the whore. The Jezebel, you knew the she slut. Wasn't no virgin. I could tell. Okay, don't do that. <laughs> but I don't know. I just I I have to push back against that. I don't I don't think that Samantha's character was toxic. I think the toxic character from Sex and the City was actually Carrie, and everyone was supposed to be celebratory of, of Carrie Bradshaw. But in reality, 
she was very very was toxic really too fond of her. i was she she was so problematic she took her friends i think she always took her friends for granted she always put through them under the bus or like just was very she disrespectful was very she was and i remember like how she she did charlotte um i want to say this was in sex in the, the sex in the, the second sex in the city movie when they were in um abu dhabi and charlotte she knew charlotte was very sensitive about like her relationship with her husband at that point because it was in a very precarious situation uh position with mm-hmm. um the new nanny being there and she thought this new nanny represented you know youth and vitality and you know sexuality in a way that she didn't because charlotte was always the you know the very buttoned up and put together um woman right. and she was very old-fashioned and traditionalist and she felt threatened by her new nanny and then i think carrie kind of threw that in her in her in her uh, face one time at one point in the movie when she was trying to remind Char- uh, when charlotte was trying to remind her of the fact that she was married and she shouldn't be going on dates with her exes just be- just out of curiosity and i was like yeah that's called charlotte being a good friend and right. carrie was like well look just because you're worried about your own marriage don't mean that everybody else is cheating her husband is cheating on them and i'm like damn and you could see in, she in, such a bitch she, you could see yes you could see in charlotte's <laughs> eyes that she wanted to cry she wanted charlotte mm-hmm. wanted to cry when she said that and i feel like the real hero of the show though is miranda i feel okay. like people always sleep on the miranda character and always want to say that they're either a charlotte a carrie or a samantha when in reality a lot of people are just a char uh, are just a miranda and we should be we should be grateful for that because Miranda, I felt like Miranda never compromised who she was throughout the entire series to make mm-hmm. other people happy. She was a she was a she was a boss ass bitch in her career. You know, she was not like she was very, very ahead of her um her peers in terms of the career. Um, even though she she might have I think had the most trouble dating. Um, but I, I won't even say that she didn't have she didn't have trouble dating. I think she just I think that the issue she had with dating were the, was the fact that she was a very successful woman and that kind of intimidated men because... Yeah, she had standards and she wasn't going to lower ex- her standards. Exactly. And it was also the power dynamics. You know, a very mm-hmm. you have a very successful woman a lot of the time, especially in the even into the late 90s, women were still supposed to be, um, I guess you could say considered a prize and men were supposed to be able to woo them with their with their own career success and finances and Miranda didn't need that from a man because she was able to provide that to her for herself so she actually had trouble dating men who still had that mentality because that's all they had to offer she didn't need that she needed a partner who actually was sensitive to her emotional needs and you know her sexual needs and things like that otherwise she was she was perfectly capable of doing her own thing in terms of her finances and she didn't need that from a relationship like so many other people, I guess you could say at the time, did. Or that's how they approach dating. So I really think that Miranda's the character. She did suffer from, I think, low self-esteem at some points in the, in the show. But for the most part, I think she was a pretty solid character. And I really wish we would respect her more, have her and more um, hold her in higher, higher regard than we do the other characters. Even though I still say I'm a Charlotte. But still. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, point is. But now, if you watch the, have you watched the um the sequel? The I think it was it's called um and just like that. I seen um I think it was a trailer or something, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, though. it just premiered uh, this past Thursday, and it's actually it was really, really good. good. Yeah, I really liked. It. I'm looking forward to the direction that they're taking it in. First of all, this was this is the first time I'm actually seeing them have black characters that are more than just 
you know, in there for an episode or two. Is to be honest, colored colored characters do because they got a Hispanic um character too. I'm like, look at y'all branching now, adding some color into y'all show. Yeah, I'm happy to see that. Like, and these are gonna be main characters. They're gonna have like so far we have Nicole, um, Ari Parker, um, who played Terry on Soul Food the series. She's going. Mm-hmm. She 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 seems like she's gonna be a, a, a pretty significant character. She's supposedly uh good friends with charlotte and then you have um the i I don't don't even like me but he who y'all talking about he said he mentioned boris oh her husband boris kojo yeah she she is married to boris Mm -hmm. kojo that fine austrian man yes but i love that we're talking about soul food the series because i actually want to you hungry (laughs) no (laughs) i want some soul food though Anyway, no, it, it perfectly Same. ties into the character, my or you know the topic I wanted to discuss in terms of toxic character. No, the whole oh. family from so I'm talking my 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 toxic um character or characters are actually the family from the Soul Food film. I think the whole, the, the whole damn family girl. I'm not gonna lie. The whole family was point. toxic, but the but and I feel like Terry. The oldest sister, she's actually the victim of all the family's toxicity. She's Vivica A. Fox? No, not Vivica. She was the middle sister. Oh, actually. the light skin. Vanessa light Williams. Skin Vanessa Williams. She, I see where you're going. She is actually the victim. They, now, the movie has always tried to portray her as the villain. Really? She's actually, yes. Wait. Are we, we're supposed to think that Terry's the villain? That's how the movie was kind of framing her. I never, I've never, I always thought that she was the one who was taking all the BS. I never would have, I gotta rewatch it now. I gotta okay, rewatch Sadie, it with that point you, of view. You, 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 you see where I'm going with this. Now you didn't, mm, didn't you kind of, didn't you kind of see how the, 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 the movie portrayed her as the villain or the antagonistic character? Mm-hmm. I'm catching what you put down. If you watch the movie, watch it again. You'll see what I'm talking about. She the only light-skinned one in the family and they all doing all that bullshit to her. Well, I wasn't going into the direction of colorism, but actually you probably could argue that too. You could argue. You could argue that mm-hmm. too. But I was going to say they ex- so 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 basically Terry is this successful lawyer in Chicago. The whole family lives in Chicago, but she's a successful lawyer. She has she's um she has lots of good lots of money, um lots of connections, and I think the family exploited her for that cuz every time you turned around you saw her, them asking her for money. Uh, the younger yeah. sister, Bird, needed money to start her own shop. Terry gave her the money for that. Anytime, uh, when, Big, when Big Mama got sick, I think Terry was the one who was basically expected to foot the bill for her medical bills. And um, and it seems like every time they needed money, Maxine was always like, well, Terry can do this and we'll pay her back. And, she, and then Terry was like, uh-uh, no. Nah, uh-uh, y'all not gonna sit here and do this. We can sell the house. And they were like, sell the house? How dare you suggest we sell the house to pay for Mama's medical yeah. bills? And, and she was yeah. like, because uh, y'all not going to continue asking me for money every time y'all need it. Facts. That's the first thing. Damn, Nick. Secondly, that one. secondly now, now this is obvious. Cousin Faith fucked her husband. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. How you going to come in, Ooh. let your... Go, stay with your cousin. Your cousin was kind enough to let you stay with her. She didn't want you staying with her. She didn't want. She didn't want to be bothered with your bullshit because you have a history of starting bullshit every time you come here. That's explicitly okay. said. But you come in and you start fucking her husband. You fuck this woman. Now I'm not you. saying the husband is completely innocent from that because he was definitely wrong for for messing around with her too. Him and Terry were already having issues, but that stems from something else. I blame Maxine, her younger sister, and um. Kenny for Terry's relationship issues. Why? Because if you if you watch in the first part of the movie, 
they talk about how Maxine stole Kenny from Terry during in high school. Remember that? He yep. was Damn. Ma, Kenny was okay. Kenny was dating Terry at first, and they and uh, Amaya was telling the story how they were in high school, and whenever the girls would go out on dates, one of the other sisters had to come along to chaperone. So Maxine was going on a date with went on a date with Terry and um, Kenny, and Kenny start, saw Maxine. He was enchanted with her, and they kind of hit it off. And then the next scene, you see them together without Terry. Now, if, the po- if they're supposed to be out on dates in the, one of the... In his car. No, that was in the backseat of his car. Now, I'm going to tell you about that. I have a theory. I think Kenny dumped Terry for Max because Max put out and Terry wouldn't. Why? Because Obviously. Terry had a plan. Terry wanted to go to college and become a successful lawyer. And she wasn't going to just jeopardize that by getting sexually involved with this person. Maxine, on the other hand, wanted some dick. Loose lips get you nowhere. Okay. And if I mean, if the if the family rule is one of the sisters has to go with the other sister when she's gone on a date, then you would have seen Terry or Maxine with I'm sorry, you would have seen Terry with Maxine and Kenny when they were in the car, but they weren't. It was just the two of them and she happened to walk up on them. Maxine also did put out because what happened shortly after she got pregnant with Ahmad and she couldn't go to college. They said that's what he said. He said she got pre- she got pregnant like mm-hmm. shortly after high right after high school. And so think about that. Your your little sister marries the man that she one of the first people that she had a significant relationship with. I think Kenny was like her first big boyfriend, because you know your first love in high school is significant. And then she met she gets pregnant by him. She marries him and has two more kids with him. And you have to constantly see this shit in your face every single week at Soul Food Dinner. Every at Sunday dinner. How do you think I would feel? How would you feel? Girl. I think that messed her up. Fuck the family. I think that messed like her up. Said. And I think that's why she struggled. Cause because you know, she was on her second marriage at that point in the movie. She had married before and she didn't have success in that relationship. She got divorced. Then she married Miles. Is that was his that was his name, right? Miles? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that was her second husband. And Big Mama made a made a jab at her too. In the beginning of the movie, when they were all cooking, she was like, um, they were telling, they were making fun of Terry because she couldn't cook as well as the other two sisters were. Oh, actually, no, because Bird couldn't cook either. But she was like, you better watch your measuring because um, you are something. Big Mama had said something along the lines of, you already on husband number two. And I was just like, damn, Big Mama, why you got to kick the girl when she down? Like, see. And the real villain of that movie was not just the family, it was the food itself. Because that food is why Big Mama was sick. And why I'm she ended say, up? It was Big Mama fault. Mm. She the real villain. She the real villain, low key. But I'm just saying, I feel like that was um, <laughs> that was t- Big Mama was not always sensitive to Terry's feelings, and Terry Hell was no. Terry was her most successful child. And I'm not saying that you should measure your child's um, your self worth or love your child just based on their um, their success. Yeah. But I, yes, but you they should. do though. They parents do, do that, but you know, and I know another thing too. I, I'm gonna do that. Parents have parents do have a favorite. I think it's bullshit to think that parents don't have a favorite. Parents do I'm have a favorite. I'm everybody's favorite. Parents just tell you us, "I love is. you all equally," because I know it it doesn't hurt. It helps prevent you from hurting the child's feelings. But I really wish parents would just be real about the fact that they do have a favorite. They don't love their children equally, and that's okay. They sure the hell don't, because my mama don't, and still don't. Just be real about it. I know. I know. I, I, just I know say I can't stand it. y'all asses. Just be real. Just, just. I think just love your child. Child, love your child in the way that they need to be loved. 
some some children are very sensitive and need more love than others in some in some areas. Support your child. the sensitivity. But that's the reason why Terry had the struggles that she had she had in the in, throughout the whole movie because no one res- her, her mother didn't res- didn't love her I think in the way that she needed to be loved, and I think she was Big Mama was grooming Maxine to take over her spot as a matriarch of the family. And I feel like, but that was only because that was only because Maxine was the only one who had kids. So she felt but like why Maxine did she have kids? Because she got she start she got she was loose. I mean, I'm not I'm a, not judging her for being loose, but she was. She loose. had a loose. She had some loose Damn, lips. Like you judging her for I'm being not judging her. I'm just simply saying. I'm judging Terry, her for being Terry loose. Terry wasn't getting pregnant right out of high school like you were. And, and she bit it better, better for Terry for having a career. You. You got pregnant by your sister's ex man. No, you mad that she? I, we should stop. I'm not. I'm not trying to shame Maxine. Nah. There's nothing wrong with I'm that. I'm shaming Maxine. <laughs> she stole her sister's man. That's what I'm up, and upset now about. She bitter about it. And I now think she I honestly think she only got with Kenny, and Kenny only wanted her because she was putting out. And I feel like mm-hmm. he felt obligated to stay with her and help raise them kids because he got her pregnant. Yeah. He she put out and put her ass in 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 in, in a, a stay at home wife position. That's what she that's what she get. And they were struggling financially too. That's what she get. Karma's a bitch. That's why I liked when the show came out. Did y'all ever watch the series? No, because old girl, old girl who oh. played Maxine didn't look right. Not Maxine. The girl who played um Nia Long character, her face oh, made me uncomfortable. About... What? She looked. They, I think they did a great job. You talking about Melinda Williams who played the younger sister? Yeah, they all did a good job. Was... They did a good job with casting nice. for that show. Nice. I I love me some Vanessa A. Williams. I love her. I, I used to watch how Mara was placed. I like her. They did a good job with casting, if you ask me. I, I had no issues with any of the cast members. Oh, girl face looked weird. I couldn't get past it. Mm. Anyways, that was... <laughs> um, I think if you watch this show, you will kind of see the di- the family dynamics a little bit better. They did a better job of, like, I think working through their issues on the show. Because by the end of the show, they actually had all kind of, like, come and came together as a family. And you kind of understood why Maxine and Terry had that antagonistic di- uh, dynamic between the two of them. Because, you know, I think Terry for a long time was still bitter about how Maxine stole her, her first love. And basically was smothering it in her, shoving it in her face every time they got together because she had kids with the man and married the man. Should have whooped ass. But I also feel like Maxine felt a little jealous of Terry because Terry was able to go to college and have a career and have an identity outside of being a mom and a wife. And Because the show explores how Maxine struggled with that at points. She wanted to have a career. She, there were things she wanted to do but couldn't do because she was a wife and a mother and it, it prevented her from being able to do that. But she ended up, I think, having a successful career or, you know, at least doing some things um, outside of the being a mom and a, and a wife and having that fulfillment in other areas. Cause she ended up, I think even cheating on her husband at one point. Y'all should watch the series. It was good. Mm-hmm. So Sadie's who do you, who is your toxic character that you jive with? Well, y'all ain't going to believe me. This but... should be good. She always tried to be controversial. Hit it. Sadie's hit it. Y'all ain't gonna believe me because you know how, you know, I get on the whites and stuff like that, you know. Oh, <laughs> it's a caucuses. Bad Marcus. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm for my people, but I really had a connection with Don Draper from Mad Men. Have y'all seen that show? I have. The womanizing Don Draper? Yes, the arrogant. The man who oozed toxic masculinity. 
<laughs> I can see that. Yes. I can see that. No, because no, because Sadie's that so girl. Are you saying he is the toxic character? Well, to me, he is the he toxic, toxic character. He toxic. He is. Toxic. No, I agree. And the reasoning for me relating to it is just the per- seeing his character progress through like the show. So, like, I guess spoiler alert, whatever. If you ain't seen it, that's on you. Go watch it. But anyway, you know, he's the top guy at the marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, we know he's arrogant. He's a womanizer. He be drinking. He be smoking. He fucking on everybody. Don't give a shit about his wife doing all types of stuff. Then he called himself living, spoiler alert, kind of like a double life. If y'all remember in the show, like the biggest reveal was when he was actually, his name was actually something else mm-hmm. and he had ended up switching the tags and stuff and kind of create a, a new life for himself. So basically just the progression of him throughout and seeing what led to him to become that way, especially like his childhood trauma, like he will always dismiss that and you will see flashes throughout the series of it. So like when he was like, a kid with his mother and um she was very abusive to him and then you know he ended up getting raped when he was a kid yeah it was a flashback of that he got raped and he told his mother that and his mother called him dirty for that mm. so that struck a chord with me because it was a similar situation when I was a kid when it happened to me when I was young and I told my mother, my mother didn't believe me. And she told me I was acting too fast for my age. See. So that I related. He had a lot of abandonment issues. So that's why he would always cheat and look for sexual gratification in that. Because he was in control for that. And at one point in my life, that's how I was. Like with abandonment issues. Because I've been on my own since 15, 16 or whatever. I'm getting deep. But yeah, this is but, what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so the abandonment issues like he went through and like being insecure and not because he had also an issue where he just never believed anything that anybody like told him that he would just always guard it. Um, his attachments to different s- scenarios and situations that would happen, even at the workplace, he really didn't give a damn. Like, especially when it came to um, Peggy, you remember the secretary, mm-hmm. Peggy? He would be dismissive to her because she was very emotional too. I actually liked her as a character, but she wasn't like I love Peggy too. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't toxic. She was just going through a lot of shit. And then <laughs> like him like overusing like with the drugs and the alcohol and then like I said with the sex being like a getaway. It was mainly because he just felt like he was unlovable. Like yeah, he had a wife at home and then he had kids or whatnot. But it was sort of like he had it to, because he was putting on the front. Again, he was living that double life. He wasn't really living his true self. So it was like his double life. So he had to be the family man. He had to be the protector. But and all in all, that wasn't him. It wasn't him at all. Yeah. Like everything was basically a lie. So, and he was toxic. All of that like stemmed from his childhood uh, and the trauma that he went childhood through. Childhood trauma. So, yeah. like, He's toxic in the show and people say like he's the bad guy or whatnot, but I definitely like related to him in regards of like with his childhood trauma, the abandonment issues, how he struggled with that from being 
as a kid through his teenage years you see flashbacks of that and then definitely with his um adulthood as well and just using and he was depressed he was unhappy like he it seemed like he had it all in front like at work because he was that top guy right and everybody wanted to be don draper and looked up to don draper he was the man but in actuality he was battling like a lot of things inside and internally and he just wouldn't showcase that i think he might have let his guard down once with peggy because i think peggy had asked him something in that final season that was before he had got uh another spoiler alert before he almost like end up losing everything Mm -hmm. but yeah i definitely uh relate to the white man y'all i know y'all like sage what the fuck but (laughs) but you know what i think you've made some you make some excellent points because you point you you identify the various ways that um white supremacy capitalism and colonialism actually oppress the oppressors too because mm-hmm. even though yeah. he had access to all of these resources and this power and pretty much had everything he could possibly want he still was unhappy because a lot of that stems from the childhood trauma that he suffered throughout most of his life and then another thing you said too that stuck out to me was the fact that he's always painted as in some ways he was painted as He's the antagonist. He's like an anti-hero in some in some mm-hmm. ways, and, and you, 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 I think you could classify him as an anti-hero. But I don't like the idea of people being considered villains because for so long through in literature and um, storytelling, you always have good versus evil. You have the hero and you right. have the villain. But I think we're getting to a point now where we're starting to question like why is the villain the villain? What made them the villain? Right. And you're starting to humanize these characters and understanding that they had. They had, uh, they were on a path, and somewhere along the path, they experienced some trauma or some form of abuse that put them on a different trajectory. And now they are considered right. a villain. So I don't even know if I believe in the concept of a villain anymore, because a lot of the times the villains aren't just pure evil or evil for the right. sake of being evil. They're evil or a villain because of just trauma that they experience mm-hmm. and how they move and like their demeanor yeah i think that's another reason why like i attach to him too as well is because like at the end of the day he was we're all human mm-hmm. period and we just some of us have some bad traits not i mean because not everything was bad with don yeah i mean certain things the way he was moving but again with them he wasn't seeking help like mind you this was set like what in the 50s and 60s the 60s yeah 50s so and 60s. yeah like there wasn't nothing like mental health or anything like Mm-mm. they were smoking cigarettes and drinking whiskey every time you cut it off you know what i'm saying right so they were teaching their yeah. kids to make how to make them drinks <laughs> yeah yeah so with him it was just like He's been through so much shit. Like, he's been through a lot. And for him to, like, it really struck me for him to even, like, take the, the, y'all gotta watch it. I watched, I remember watching. Yeah. yeah, And he's, I didn't finish the the tags and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will say, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was cutting you off. Sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was gonna say, you make a good point too about him having well i'll say this i liked his relationship with peggy i think Mm -hmm. don draper may have he struggled with a lot of things but he still had a moral compass and i feel like he was always looking out for peggy and he really kind of helped her out along the way and you you know how difficult it was for women we i think we all understand how difficult it was for women during that time period and she was basically um 
tearing down, knocking down doors and making paving the way for a lot of women at that point because she was yeah. brought in originally to be a secretary and she ended up she ends up becoming a copywriter and ended up yep. I think eventually starting her own company. So, mm-hmm. but he helped her sort of as a mentor and like a big brother to her in many ways. And then he also, I think he kind of, he, 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 there was a, I think there was a gay character on the show. He yeah, kind of like had his back at one point, you know, like he knew yeah. what Odu was, you know, doing, or he knew about his sexuality and he didn't out him at a time yeah, when he didn't was, out him. He didn't say right. anything. And I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool of him. Like Don may have, may, he had his faults, but he wasn't, he, he also did look after like people who were more vulnerable or, um, were not necessarily not being heard. Yeah. And, and a lot of people focused on him just being that womanizer and cheating. Yeah. I think a lot of people focused on that instead of seeing like how we saw the different good in him. Yeah. Even though <laughs> certain shit he was doing, he was like, man, what? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. He wasn't perfect, but he had, he had his faults, but I, I do think that he had a moral compass too. Cause I think he, his relationship with his kids was better than his relationship, than the kids relationship with their mother. Cause that wife yeah. of his, that first wife of his, or that woman, that one, the, the, the mm-hmm. wife and, Mother of his children, ooh, she was she was a piece of work. Yeah, she was a real piece she of work. Was. I was not a fan and of hers. It was both of them. It was like really both both of them too as well. Like in their relationship dynamic, it was a lot of issues there. And for him, he never really addressed it because he didn't have a mother that loved him. Right. So it was a battle with that too as well. That's why when he would go out and sleep with other women, like that was it. Yeah. And those women would lust after him and be like, he would almost like give them a sense of security and then take it away. And that's similar to how it was when he was a kid. Like he thought he had that sense of security Ooh. and he didn't. And yeah. I related to that as well. You know, like granted my grandma was there when she could, but like, there's nothing like a mother's love. Right. Like I would pay top dollar to like experience the mother's love that's different like you come from this person you know what i mean and that was his battle with that too so it's a lot of things that i related with don with but yeah he had few white man and i related he had little to no (laughs) examples of healthy relationships being modeled as a child so how can you expect him to to have a healthy relationship if he was never if that was never modeled to him at a young age so i can and he tried too Mm -hmm. like he was trying yeah like when he took on that new life as this Don Draper, like he was like, I'm set, I'm set out to accomplish and be the best that I can be. Cause like I said, he was the top guy at the agency. He was the fam, the quote unquote family man. You know, he was seen as being a perfect husband. That's what he seeked out to do, but he had a lot of things underlining underneath that too. And then even just keeping up that persona. Yeah. I related to as well because I had to be strong, like being out here on my own and trying to figure life out without without just going into the unknown. Like I mean, we all go into the unknown, but like not having any like sense of security. You kind of just free out here. Yeah. And you're just trying to figure shit out. But you're confused at the same time because it's almost like a why me? Why did this have to happen to me? Which I think at one point in an episode he did break down. Like when he finally was uh finally cried mm. in one of the episodes, he had a breakthrough as well. So if y'all get a chance, definitely check out uh Mad Men. It was a really, really dope show. Yeah. And also too, side note, because I know it was really serious, but side note, um, he never wore no draw, so you see his dick on his thigh. 
And he, at the last season, you won't see the dick on the thigh because they, in order for him to <laughs> to do the last season, he had to sign a contract where he had to wear draws. Okay, John Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that out there. <laughs> well, if you needed a reason to watch, that's that's it. Damn, yeah, that's it right there. If you were hesitant if you to watch, that. but it's a good show though. But if you want to watch that, I'll be honest. See some birds. I watch for the for the women's fashion. I love that. Oh yeah, the, the, that era of fashion for for men and women, but especially women. Women's fashion is yeah. always more interesting. But yeah. What about you, Nick? What's your next toxic character you identify with? Well, since we're talking about family dynamics and stuff, let's talk about how toxic the parent trap was and how them parents was awful for splitting their kids up. And this takes... We can talk about the... I never thought about that, to be honest. We can talk about the 1960s version or the 1998 version that we all grew up watching. So I'm going to talk about the 1998 version because, you know, it's based off the first one. Okay. Let's get into this because how Mm. do you as a parent, as Mm. a mother or father... Mm-hmm. How do you abandon your children like that? Any- I got to answer my mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have laughed at that, but yes. No, 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 <laughs> I'm laughing, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, so you, I got so therapy. You, I'm good. So you have twins. Uh, you have twins. And you decide, well, this work, this relationship isn't working out for us. So why don't we each just take one of the kids and go our separate ways? And never see each other again. Never talk about. Never connect with each other again. Never, never uh, reach out to our kids again. The ones that we that we're you know letting the other have. Right. As a mother, how do you abandon one of your kids? Now I did say a few minutes ago that you know parents do have a favorite, but we were talking. They were babies, so this doesn't count. You haven't. Right. Have you developed right. that kind of connection? With, no. And they were twins too. Twins have a thing where they have to be connected to one another. How do you separate twins like that? So they, they, so each one of them abandoned the child and took one of took one of the kids. That's the first issue I had, right? You is triggered. I see. I, very you. triggered. Then they had they kept the kids ignorant of one another. So the kids, the kids didn't know anything about the fact that they had a sibling, and they all they had was a was a was was one picture of the other parent. So the girl, the each the kid who went with the father had a picture of the mom, and the kid who went with the mom had a picture of the dad. So they knew that they had a parent, but they didn't know that they had another sibling. They didn't, and that was the only picture that they had. So it, it takes eleven years, I think, eleven years I for them to, both to um, find each other. At, happen to come across each other at a camp that their parents send them to, and they re- ain't that weird as hell. Wait, imagine you at camp going about your business, just walking, mm-hmm. and you see another motherfucker that looked just like you walking past, right? Like split image. It's hilarious. And I loved how they showed in the movie how they had similar, they were both, they had similar, um, similar, uh, not, well, not necessarily, I wouldn't say personalities, but they had similar skill sets. Like, right. Annie from, Annie's the twin from England. She was really good at um, poker. Mm-hmm. And so was Hallie. So in the beginning of the of the movie the butler says to Annie maybe you can find someone on this on this continent who can whoop your tush at poker and she was like sure okay and what right. happens her twin sister kicks her ass at poker right she ain't even know it mhm now Hallie, on the other hand a twin from california she was really good at fencing or so she thought 
because her sister kicked her ass. She was a beast, low key. She, I ain't gonna lie. I was they was both some beasts, but she kicked her ass <laughs> at fencing. So they all they both they both had really similar skill sets, and right. I just think you know it, the parents caused a lot of emotional trauma. Cause you know you could see when they were talking when they when once for they, no reason for no reason but when they finally connected with each other they were saying like wow like I really I've always wondered about my my father I always wondered about my mother and why they split up and why and I'm pretty sure they they were they didn't they didn't ask this in the movie but I'm pretty sure each of the twins was asking why didn't they pick me you know what I'm saying right imagine right. all the emotional trauma that you cause your child so they came up with the idea to switch places but it was. Hallie, the twin from California, it was her idea to switch places. And um, her ass was toxic too. Why? Because soon as she got on that, she as soon as she got to England, she didn't want to, she wanted to act brand new. And when when Annie went to California and called her and was like, girl, we gotta do something because your cause dad's about to marry this 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 Meredith chick, and she she's serious. She's trying to. She's trying to get in. She's trying to get into. Okay, another thing I didn't notice either, or I didn't pay attention to, was the fact that they was well. They was both wealthy. I knew Annie, the the twin from England, was wealthy, but I wasn't paying that much attention to the fact that Hallie was wealthy too. Even though her family owned a, her father owned a vineyard, but I, it, it didn't dawn on me until like I think Shit, girl, they live in California. They live it's in California. It is, and it should have dawned on me, but I didn't realize it. And then they were saying that Meredith was a, was a gold digger. So when Annie discovers all this, she calls she Hallie. With no broke nigga. Okay. Um. Actually, I have. A, I, I'm. I'm going to get to that in a minute too, because I actually, I'm as an adult, as a kid, I wasn't, but as an adult, I am Team Meredith. But um, um, Annie calls Hallie in in, in London. Is like, girl, we got to do something because Dad's about to marry this chick. And she, Annie's and, and Hallie's like, nah, girl, uh, uh-uh, uh, I got, I ain't got time for this. I'm having too much fun with mom. Uh, you can figure something out, right? And she hangs up on her, and I'm like, girl, your sister's in distress. You need to do something. But the whole thing that I never got, I'm like, even if the marriage ended badly, y'all hate each other. Y'all gonna keep y'all kids forever knowing about each other? Yes, that's that's no messed up. Like, I don't get... I don't don't get it out on the kids. You know what I'm saying? See, I always hate... And I always say, whenever I have kids and get married with somebody, if the marriage ends for whatever reason, depending on the reason, I'm not gonna be like, I want soul custody. Right. Like... If 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 my if my part if my partner wasn't abusive in any way or nothing, the worst thing they did was cheat on me. So we get a divorce. I'm not gonna get full custody, fight for full custody, and put you on child support because I'm bitter because you cheated on me. Like no, I'm not gonna use my kid as a as a weapon as to a get bargaining chip. Like, yeah, like no, like we not together. But they addressed that in the movie too. I didn't see this movie like a billion times, so that's why I'm like so. <laughs> there was a point in my life where I, I watched this in movie. A while. I watched this movie, this movie every single day at one point in my life. So, but anyway, I haven't seen it in a while. I watched it recently, um, this past summer actually. They, they they addressed this in the movie. At one point, they were talking about um why they had the arrangement that they had because it wasn't going to be right for one of the parents to have full custody of the kid, and because they lived on different continents, it would have been difficult for them to have a kid for a few months and then switch off and go back and switch mm, switch off and give the okay. kids to the other parent for the rest of the year. You know, that was just too much. Then they should have made a sacrifice and somebody should have moved the ass I, to the other I side agree. and got them. I think yeah. they should have maybe moved. I think the the mother probably, because her career was taken off in England. She was becoming a, a European designer. But I feel like as a designer, you could pretty much live anywhere. He yeah. can sell wine anyway. He could have- That too. 
I feel like it it's a bunch it, of it, open it, spaces. It could have, it could have, it could have worked either either way. Because I think they could have both maybe even decided to like still continue to run their businesses, but like from different parts of the world, just so that the girls could be together. Because I think it's it's important for kids to know that know they're both their parents, fact, but also know that they're know their siblings too, especially twins. Because you spend that first nine months growing and developing with one another you develop this bond that's gonna that you're gonna have for a lifetime and they say twins feel something too mm-hmm. like when they're apart yep the movie yeah, and they could at least saw each other during the summertime doing summer vacation but it would have been hard to split them up like that even still because i would have wanted to be with my, my with my sibling 24 7 probably True. I wouldn't have wanted, especially they, if they were a twin. I wouldn't have wanted to be separated from them. And you saw how quickly they kind of. At first, they, the, the the relationship between them was very antagonistic because they were just like, "Who is this girl trying to be like me?" They didn't realize that they were twins until they had got put in that isolation cabin, and they each saw the picture of the parent. Like, "Oh my god, that is my mom, and that's my dad. Oh my god, we're twins, and we have the same birthday, and we both like Oreos and peanut I butter." Never, you know, you blowing my mind right now. I never. First of all, that's disgusting. No, it's Second, not. I never thought about anybody in that movie being toxic. I never actually really thought about like what the parents' separation could have done to them mentally, yeah, or emotionally. Yeah. I always thought like, okay, they they reconnecting. I always thought about you know the Disney version with what they show you, like oh, they getting back together, they the family back together. I never actually thought about the. And whole... that's another toxic thing. They them kids were so hurt that their parents split up from one another and felt that their parents should be together. They tried to sabotage his relationship with Meredith. And in a way, that might have been a good thing because Meredith was a gold digger, even though I'm here for that because, girl, get your money. But... Yeah, <laughs> she don't know them damn kids. Fuck them kids. She but um, <laughs> But um, the parents obviously had issues and needed to work on those issues. And But you know what? I'm thinking maybe they were just very young and just weren't ready for the, for the commitment of marriage at the time. And... It took some growing up from both of them to do in order for them to come back to each other and realize that they may have been good for each other at some point. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but I do feel like um, that relationship was forced in the end because they worked, they fought so hard to get their parents together and their parents ended up together in the end. And I didn't like that. I was just like, well, I mean, I guess, but if they're, if they're not good for each other. Dynamic afterwards, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. you don't want it to escalate. Then they get to fussing and fighting and doing the most right you know how these episodes of snap work mm-hmm. <laughs> and at that point the girls had lived most of their life without knowing each other so i mean granted they just developed this close bond instantly when they when they met when they reconnected with each other as adult, as teenagers or pre once they met it wasn't it wasn't gonna be no they, they weren't gonna separate allow again. separation but the, again they had lived so long without knowing each other was knowing each other existed you know so mm-hmm. that's why i say it's important that children know who their parents are and know who their siblings are. That's important. Period. Well, I got my toxic character. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure y'all won't know who she is because she's from a soap opera. Now I love me a soap opera. Uh-oh. The Young and the Restless. Now, The Young and the Restless is for old people, and I'm not there yet. Girl, mm. don't come for us. Right, because I like The Young and the Restless. I watch them too, but. They ain't got too many toxic characters on your arrested, and and if they talk uh, toxic on your arrested, they probably didn't kill some people. <laughs> That's what we like. No, mine is from Days of Our Lives, and it's Ooh. Sammy Brady. Mm. Her ass is so toxic. She 
she's so toxic and criminal. Both her both her older sister and her baby sister both became lawyers. Like, girl, what the fuck you didn't did? Everybody in your family gotta be involved in, in the criminal justice system. Why your ass out here being arrested, being executed, being kidnapped? Like she just be I like her because she toxic. See, I like her because she do anything for her family. Like if, if you her family, if you her friend, her kid, somebody that she loves, she gonna do whatever she got to. Mm-hmm. Even if that is breaking you out of prison, even if that is framing somebody for a crime they didn't commit. Damn. Even if even if that man meet she gotta she gotta sleep with your boyfriend to show you that he ain't shit. What? Even if even if that means she gotta kidnap some folks. Even if that means she gotta shoot her husband. Oh my god. In order to, in order to protect her son. Even if that means she gotta I feel that. even if that means you say she got she gotta put on a wig and fake facial hair and bind her boo so she can walk around like a man so she can spout on her um on her fiance to make sure he ain't fucking nobody. Wait, I need to watch this. Dressed up as a man. Girl, it's a whole in two thousand and five they brought in a, a a male actor to play a character called Stan. And then we find out that Stan was just Sammy in a whole dis- disguise, a whole costume. Wow. I never watched Days of Our Lives. Well, I, 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 she dressed up I as need to watch a this. Man. I'm still stuck at that. Mm-hmm. To catch to see if her nigga was cheating. So 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 she That's could be based his on a true story. So he so she could be his bro and we know you know, bros be talking shit to each other like, yeah, yeah. He so noticed. The scent of her, nothing. She, she she had some help. It was it was a whole get up. But she Ooh. she just do toxic crazy. She been arrested a few times. She 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 she, she, she slept. Fuck. She slept with one of her sister's husbands and tried to put put try to say that he was her baby daddy, but <laughs> turned out somebody else was her baby daddy, and. It's a lot. They should have kept that bitch booked. Why was they freeing her? <laughs> she white, ain't she? Yes, you know she mm. was, and she happens to be like, be a be related to like, the one of the most important families of the show. Like the 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 lot like this family has like, her uncles and aunts are mostly cops while she out mm. here committing crimes. They, so she they thought go, she was above the system because her family was the system. Her, her dad a cop. He go to crimes and he like, come on, Samantha, do you did this shit. Did you yeah, do damn, she couldn't even do it right. You would think she would learn. <laughs> every time something happens, she Sloppy the she the first. Every time something happens, she the first one. Like we, we, we gotta go question Sammy. And she's like, and she's like, I had a good reason, you know. My son, he needed help, and I I just had to do what I had to do, you know. I, I ain't mean to rob the bank, but you know. My son wasn't feeling good. your brother that got money for some money? You went and robbed a bank? And it's crazy. Like, I like her. It's like, she the problematic one because she got a bunch of siblings and step-siblings. Like, two of her step-siblings run a whole company. Her, 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 her twin is a priest. And then two of her sisters are lawyers. A mother brother is a cop. And she out here committing crimes and shit like your twin brother is a priest and you out here doing ungodly things child sit down mm, 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 mm. but she always got a good reason i'm like you know she had a good reason she just did the stupid so just... you relate she be having some good yeah because she be having legitimate reasons for the fuck shit she be doing she just be doing it's very elaborate <laughs> i'll say that yes <laughs> she be she be doing the fuck shit i'm like you could have 
you could have did this in a more legitimate way, but you cho- but you chose chaos and drama. I fuck with it, you know. Mm. Marcus okay. is so problematic. Okay. And she and she be like me. She be like, yeah, I did this shit. Who going with me? Nobody. Yeah, that sound like you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And if someone that try to whip like him, that's, that's right on point. And if right someone on try to whip Marcus, he gonna cry and his grandma gonna save him. Probably. Yes. <laughs> My grandma gonna come out with that with that that gun out, out of her titty. Like, who did it? Right. <laughs> who did it? <laughs> what about you, Sadie? What's your What's your next one? All right, y'all. Sadie's with another white that ain't right. I hate it here. <laughs> More from the caucus. Yes. From them, you know, because I ain't finna put down our people. Um, Y'all watch The Office, right? I've seen a couple episodes of The Office, yeah. No, horrible. That show is not funny. We not talking about the UK version. We talking about... Oh, I love the UK version. I don't like the American version. Okay, anyway... Nick, <laughs> do you know Jan? I love Jan. <laughs> Who's Jan? Jan is toxic. No, she not. The one that was Michael's boss. Yes, no, they she end up not. Being together, no. she toxic as hell. She's no, unstable. She... No, yes, she's unstable. The only she thing need I a give friend. her. No, no, no. The only thing I give her is her being on her shit at the job because you know it was mainly men. And she was like one of the top like head uh, women there. She was not that toxic. That was in position. She was very forthcoming with things. And she was honest regardless of whoever or however the fuck somebody felt. So I felt her on that. Like, girl, do your shit. But her relationship with Michael and the power dynamics was fucking terrible. She would treat Michael like shit. I never seen that. I, I, didn't, I didn't get that far into the office to see Jan's character. <laughs> Do you like horror movies like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and The Blair Witch? Well, if you're like me and you do, then you should join me in listening to the Hide and Feel Horrors podcast, where they discuss and review horror movies and horror movie franchises. If you're not listening to the Hide and Feel Horrors podcast, then you're definitely missing out. Yeah, like she was so terrible. Like she was so terrible. First, I mean, even her being his boss and them fucking I was gonna was say that they have already, a romantic relationship at some point yes <laughs> that was already an issue and they would bring their personal well she would bring their personal shit into the work you know work into the office messy no pun intended messy you know being messy and then outside of it but she was fucking terrible and like anytime when she'd be pissed off like the antics she would do like she would just make Michael feel low as a man See. and i related to that because in my younger days when i was dating these ancient niggas that's the type of time i was on mm-hmm. you're below <laughs> me you're below me i only need you for one thing Ooh. and that's it don't call me i call you wow so i did like that aspect of her but at some point, it was just like, okay, girl, you need to cut it out. And then she was real insecure. She was jealous of Pam, even though Pam didn't even fuck with Michael or she she wasn't on that type of time. She was with Jim. Pam didn't bother so she nobody. Would just make, <laughs> yeah, so she would just, Jim would make just scenarios in her head and was just jealous of Pam because Pam was always there. But she didn't want to have nothing to do with Michael. But yeah, Jim was very, um, she was very toxic and terrible. 
and the antics and shit. It's funny watching it, but like if you really like look and sit and think about it, you'll be like, this motherfucker is crazy. I can see that. I could definitely see she that. She is crazy. Oh, but it's funny. So I gotta go. So basically, what you're saying is, I need to go back and watch the office yes. and also it's really good Man. i gotta finish watching these shows i come i started watching them but i did not finish them i need to get back into that then well sure it's a it's like winter time now it's it's about that we in the house yeah because you know, we got omarion dancing around right so we in the house anyway yeah definitely go back <laughs> and watch it and when you see how the way jan was at you're gonna be like this bitch is psycho what is wrong with her <laughs> Because she would just create scenarios in her head. And I just didn't like the fact she would bring that shit to work. I was just like, bitch, you is messy. At one point, it was an episode because I think they had lived together at one point. Oh, God. This nigga didn't even have no space in the, in the, in the house. She had him sleeping on, you know, the bench that you put in front of your bed? No. He was sleeping on. Yeah, she was treating oh, she was, like a dog. That's terrible. You would have thought she was a lesbian the way she was treating this. <laughs> like she didn't really love him. <laughs> right. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, she was toxic. If y'all get if y'all ain't watched the office, or if y'all watched the office, y'all know what I'm talking about. Jen. She was that bitch, but she was a bitch too. Right. <laughs> I can see that. Both of them. Ugh. What you got? Well, I'm going to say this. I'm going to preface this by saying the rest of the remainder of my toxic characters from TV shows and movies are all Disney related now going forward. Because I think I have like... Because Disney is toxic. It it surely is. I think I got one, two, three more and they're all Disney. The Disney man gave it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know about you, sir. So just because Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake coming from the Mickey Mouse. Okay, I digress. <laughs> that was messy and toxic in and of itself. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I think we've all seen this movie. And since it's the holiday season, I think it's important that we pay homage to that. So y'all seen the Santa Claus, right? Yes. With Tim Allen. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on a limb here and say that Neil, the mom's um, husband, that she, the, her second husband, he was toxic as hell. Oh. Okay. I say that because I feel like as a step parent, he overstepped. No pun intended. Actually, pun intended. I didn't intend that pun. Yeah, pun. Pun he definitely intended. He overstepped as a step parent. Um, I think he disrespected scott calvin as a father because mm-hmm. it's one thing when stepfathers um take over um with raising the child because the father the biological father is a deadbeat dad scott right. may not have always been the most reliable father but he wasn't a deadbeat dad he loved his son right. he cared about the well-being of his son he did provide for his son and i think and and, and you can see that from charlie having a good relationship with him so when I say he overstepped as a father, I think by telling Charlie that there was no Santa Claus, that was not something. And, and that was fucked that up. That was messed up. And the fact that he didn't get Scott's permission to do that before doing so. Right. It was like he was controlling the situation as and um, the wife just went along with it. Like she was the mom. She was like, yeah, Neil and I thought that. No, Neil said this shit. And it was Neil. And if you watch the movie carefully, not only did he constantly gaslight Charlie when it came to the Santa Claus issue, 
he was projecting his own negative feelings about Santa Claus onto Charlie because he didn't get that fucking weenie whistle as a kid. That's when he stopped believing in Santa Claus. And now because of that, he he felt like Santa Claus let him down. Now he want to ruin it for Charlie and say it's a figment of your imagination. And the crazy thing was he was doing all of this unhealthy shit and he's a fucking psychiatrist. Oh, he was. He was a psychiatrist. Girl, they give licenses to anybody. You I just gotta swear pass they the do. He finessed his way for that job. Absolutely. And it wasn't until, you know, they had the big reveal towards the end that's and and he actually finally got his weenie whistle that he that he that he changed his tune because no pun intended. <laughs> Look at me with all of these puns. <laughs> yeah, you doing? You on a roll tonight? <laughs> he got that damn weenie whistle and his whole tune changed. Um, but yeah, I think that you know, as step parents, they already have a very difficult job of trying to create a bond with the child. But I think it's important that when the when the when the when the parents are still involved, don't you overstep as a step parent? Right. You know, it's they should have all came together and had that conversation mm, about like conversation. Do we think it's appropriate for us to start to tell Charlie that Santa Claus isn't real. And then I know this is a movie and the whole basis of the movie was that none of them actually believed in Santa Claus until Scott became Santa himself because he didn't believe in Santa Claus either. But he still would have liked for Charlie to have a fun childhood. Yeah, and have an input. And that that was the biggest issue that they had. He was like, you didn't clear that with me first. So if you're not doing this, if you're not getting input from me about this issue, what else aren't you getting my input on? You know? Yeah, because he wanted to one-up him. Exactly. Like, you can never replace him at... You're not his biological father. Right. That's the step-parent dilemma, though. They always trying to replace. Like, just get like, get your ass in when you fit in. But it's... Like, oh, but see, Marcus, it's, it's, it's different when... Because, see, some people have really good relationships with their step-parents, and their step-parents do have to take on that full-time role as a parent because sometimes the biological father or the biological mother isn't in that child's life at all. And that I know all too well. See, and and that's why I say it's it's not an easy job as a step parent, but I feel like when the parents are still involved in the child's life, it's important to at least consult with them before you start doing life altering yeah. things like telling them Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah. Know a boundary. Get a boundary. Get a boundary. And I think I would think that as a psychiatrist, you would know this <laughs> and you would practice this. Shit, but like Sadie said, they're giving licenses to anyone these days. So mm-hmm. But y'all know. It was hard for me to come up with my third one. I was teetering. But I like Tasha on power. Mm. No. She was toxic. Like... She was toxic. Did that? And that's the whole point. She was toxic. I liked her. I feel like... It's funny how y'all liking and relating to, relating to y'all toxic characters. I don't like my toxic characters that I picked. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I relate. I'm, I, I'm just like... She... she Let's be honest. She was doing some fucked up shit the whole yeah, time. She was she, doing a whole lot. She was doing... And I feel like half the shit that happened in the show wouldn't have happened if she just... Like, role. just listened to what Ghost was yeah, telling her. Yeah, she hadn't girl, pressured she, him to stay in the game. Girl, shut the fuck up. Listen to him. He trying to... He trying to... He got all the... He trying to get legit. Trying to have, like, a legitimate business for you and the kids. But you want to keep... We need the money for this. We need to do this, 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 that, and power. Girl... Shut the fuck up. But also, I'm like, you know what? We've been living a certain kind of way. Now you're trying to change the shit. Like, uh-uh. When I met you, you was game-banging. Ain't you trying to change the game and trying to change how I'm living? Like, sir. Yeah, he was trying to go legit. 
Mm-mm. But was that gonna bring in the money? See, I got where she was coming from. That was, the, like, no. that was the gamble she was gonna have to take, or she Mm-mm. could sell a couple of them fucking bags. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying she a gold digger, kids. but she ain't messing with no broke nigga. True. You finna take a financial cut because you want to be legitimized. And I'm like, but you wasn't saving no coin or nothing. That, I think no, that's what pissed not. me off about Tasha too. TBH. That bitch could have been uh, putting back some money too over them damn years. Well, see the thing while is, while she was acting like she was broke, because the money, because the money was not legitimate money, they were very, they had to be very careful because they didn't want to alert the IRS. They didn't want to like, um, there's a lot that had to go into them cleaning that money, and that's why Ghost wanted to. She could have had an actual go legit. I think start with the mattress. I honestly think. I honestly okay. Here we go with this conspiracy theory again. Yes, wash the money in a mattress (laughs) firm. I'm sorry, this is so funny. Everybody else doing it. She let. I do think that if she had just like listened to him and and supported his vision of going legit, they would have actually been able to maintain their lifestyle and they wouldn't have had those issues. Yeah. I felt that way too. She was just doing the most, the absolute most. And I feel like she had a she wanted to have a singing career. If she had to just let him open up his club, she could have been the, the headliner at his club, and that may have attracted record right. record um producers and stuff. And maybe she would have been able to get a career, a singing career. She was so limited. Yeah, I don't know why she limited herself. Because I mean. I don't know why she did. I didn't like it's how the damn she, show Sadie stop it. I didn't like her. <laughs> That's how they roll a character. Yeah, I'm over here like the bitch real. But she was definitely toxic though, cause she. I didn't like how she killed her best friend. Like, yeah, that was that didn't sit well with me. I was just like, damn. And I get the whole situation that they were in, but I really felt like her friend wasn't gonna say anything to the to the authorities. She wasn't. She was just she trying was just to get out of paranoid. there. She was scared, and you had to kill her. Okay. Supposed to be yeah, a rat of that. On a driver and all that, like she was doing the most, and she was only doing that to get back at Ghost. Get back at Ghost, yeah. But the whole reason he was cheating on her was because of the fact that she wasn't supporting him in his in his you know dreams, and they kind of had drifted apart as a couple. It goes right back to her, mm-hmm. and she wasn't talking to him or telling him exactly. There was no communication. Hell, she the real villain of the show. Yeah, if we being honestly, honestly, she could be considered the real villain. And I didn't like that damn son of his either. Fuck him. He's so fucking Tariq. stupid. He's so stupid. Tariq, I can't I could not stand, stand Tariq. Tariq. The actor did a gr- does a great job of portraying him because I cannot stand that boy. That nigga in real life, it's, it's I know. I want to punch your hands up. I want to punch him in the face in real life, even though he ain't did nothing. That child ain't did nothing to he nobody. Ain't did shit, but but I the... do, every time I even see his ass on Twitter, I'm like, look at this mother, this stupid motherfucker. Every time I see he the reason his sister dead. Like, yes. I just cannot. That's the got the nerd to have his nigga. own show too. Like, girl, sit down. I will say that's toxic the one. Tariq. That's the one good thing she did. She took. Actually, I don't know if it's good that she took the. She took the charge for her son. I don't know if that was good or not. Like, I got the idea was good, but, like, he ain't learning responsibility. He didn't need to be responsible for his actions. He murdered his pops. Lock his ass up, girl. Fuck him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck him, girl. <laughs> what's, what's, what's your, what's your um, third one, Sadie's? Well, my third one, this is a funny one, because I just absolutely love this show. But have y'all watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? 
Not one Not episode. yet. I've been saying I wanted to watch that show. Oh my god. Not ever. Day well, to beat up makes me makes me feel uncomfortable. Is you uncomfortable? He makes me look uncomfortable. He makes me feel uncomfortable. Who? Danny DeVito. He just Girl, he funny. It's, it's he, the shape for me. He weird I, looking, but he funny on the show. They all fucking hilarious. I like Danny but... DeVito. I think you're thinking of the penguin when he was in the penguin and Batman. Yeah. And he but he's shaped like like yeah, he's shaped, but he's funny. Though. It's it's funny, just like a lollipop. You know the a lollipop with the little white um, the little white wrap at the top at the bottom, and the little, little have the lollipop just, just round just, and a little white wrapper. Just, just, just don't. That's what he look like. It makes me uncomfortable. Go ahead. Okay. Sadie. Well, anyway, uh, for those that have seen it, because a lot of people have watched this, they got fifteen damn seasons. Uh, my girl, Sweet D Reynolds, toxic toxic well honestly if i'm being frank because that's the dad's name (laughs) (laughs) all they ask is really toxic all of them is really toxic so basically all of them is sweet d uh frank is the dad then she got a twin brother (laughs) a twin brother on the show but uh dennis dennis is her twin brother he's even more toxic than her but they're twins toxic twins but basically, they um all are like bartenders and owners at this pub in Philadelphia. And they just get into all these wild-ass, like, antics and stuff. Like, you can really jump into any season and watch it and just be fucking entertained. Even though if you do start with the first season, it kind of has a storyline, but it doesn't have a storyline. Kind of like Family Guy. Like, you could just jump into any episode with Family Guy and be entertained. And it's really, you know, doesn't have it has a storyline, but it doesn't have a storyline. Okay. Anyway, um, with D, this motherfucker, <laughs> the antics that she get into is insane. Um, she has a problem with being addicted <laughs> to drinking and drugs. She be bugging out on that. Um, her social and romantic relationships. <laughs> mm. It's always failing because she just always attempts to assert herself as being, uh, being uh, the the top, the top basically dominant. in a relationship. Yeah. yeah, like being dominant and stuff like that. But she has a lot of like negative, negative sides to herself. Like, and this stems too because when she was a kid, because they do flashbacks too as well. That's kind of like the storyline of flashbacks of like when they was kids and teenagers. Even though they do it like on a comedic side, it's kind of like sad because like she was bullied as a kid and she used to be overlooked and she had a lot of childhood, like she had health issues um, and she had emotional abuse from her mother. But technically, like her twin and her dad uh emotionally abused her too like because they like call her a bird like d you're a bird like oh my that's not nice (laughs) yeah but it's like it's like comedic like it's funny like in the situations it'd be funny and shit but when you really think about it it's like damn like she's like overlooked and because she's the only uh woman too like the that's one of the main characters as well and she's the only woman that's in the pub too that works but yeah, like her life choices and like her relationships and stuff is just all complex and it just boils down from her like being insecure. Um, and it's funny because with her being 
insecure. She's very like outspoken. Hmm. Like she tells you like how the fuck it is, what she want, what she go do, no matter how crazy it fucking is. She's confident in that. So I kind of related to that too. Um, going back to like when I was younger and going through stuff that I was going through. And I mean, even to this day, like I have no issue with being like aggressively outspoken and just not giving a fuck about who going to check me, who going to say something like, what you going to do? You going to fight me? Like you going to say something like, what are you going to do? You can't be, you know, you you can't beat me up. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like you can't fight me. Even though I'm not on the type of time to be like fighting, but it's just like, I'm very confident like in myself now. And, D, she has that, like, here and there, like, through the show, she has aspects, like, like, because she want to be a comedian, and, like, <laughs> it's weird, because she wants to be a comedian, she outspoken, but, like, when she get on stage, like, she has stage fright, and she becomes timid, and she almost seems like that, she goes back into childlike, mm-hmm. almost, and I related to that, too, as well, because I do have my moments where, you know, I am confident. I tell you how it is. But sometimes, like, when I am alone, I do have that in the back of my mind where it's like I'm questioning myself because she questions herself a lot. Yeah. She overthinks a lot, too, as well. And I have that, like, with myself, too. Like, I overthink a lot. Like, I'm not going to show it or tell it unless I say it to you. Like, But you would never know. Mm-hmm. You'd just be like, man, Sadie's confident and she funny and all that but I really do I'm better now at it but like prior before therapy and stuff I had a hard time of just not beating myself up over small things right because I still have that battle where as a child the trauma that I endured it was just the why me aspect of it so I kind of have like a piece of that like a small piece because I've been working on it but a small piece in the back of my mind, like when certain shit happened, like even it could be something small. Same thing with D. It could be something small and she will fucking flip the fuck out and it becomes the biggest thing ever. And you be like, girl, you just having a bad hair day or girl, the date just didn't go right or girl, he just didn't want to give you his number, but it's okay. So I related to that in that aspect, but uh, overall, it's a funny ass show. Mm-hmm. But like, if you really sit and like watch it, you be laughing, but then you be like, "Damn, that's kind of fucked up." Like, what? But it's a really good show. I enjoy it. It's fifteen seasons for a reason. But yeah, I definitely related to Miss Sweet D. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna check it out because it's definitely on my bucket, my show bucket list. So yes, if you want something to laugh like late night, you want something to crack up to, and then you doze off to sleep. Cut on Always Sunny. You might stay up a little longer though because it'd be funny <laughs> as hell. But if you want some, you know, some lighthearted to go to bed to, I definitely recommend Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Excellent. So. I have another Disney movie for you guys. <laughs> Yay. Um, and these the last two that I have, they're both involving the best friend of the protagonist. Mm-hmm. So I'll start with Pocahontas. Because I'm pretty sure we've all watched that Disney classic. Oh yeah. Girl. That best her best her bestie, Nakoma, she was a low-key <laughs> hater. 
always been. It, you can't tell me nothing different. Okay, and it all stems over a man. So we all know Life. Pocahontas. Pocahontas is this. Is she this, was draping on that hoe. Yes. Pocahontas is this carefree young woman who is trying to find her place in the world. And ironically, a man isn't the, isn't on her mind. She ain't thinking about no man. Thank God. Uh-uh. But society... Now, I know this is no reflection of Native American society because this is Disney creating this movie. So Right. But, yeah, preference. <laughs> in um, white society, as we all know, a woman's mm-hmm. worth is always dependent upon her ability to attract a man. Yeah. And marry well. So Kokuum is the village like hottie. He's strong. <laughs> he's handsome. He's a fearless warrior. And Nakoma wanted he her some. Cute, she wanted. He was cute. He was fat as hell, girl. Um, Nakoma wanted her some Kokuum, but Kokuum only had eyes for Pocahontas. She wanted some hot some Kokuum. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know oh! what? I knew you was gonna do that. Oh! I knew you was gonna do that. That's what she wanted. So, <laughs> if she was a real ride or die best friend, she knows mm-hmm. her adventurous friend Pocahontas would have been like, "Girl, you could have him. I ain't thinking about him." You know, because she wasn't. Right. And Pocahontas was just trying to figure out, like, because her. It seems like if you watch the if you watch the movie, Pocahontas is is just trying. She, she she's chasing after something that's bigger than herself. You know, she wants to be. Right. She wants to have this adventure. She wants to have this, this life of adventure. She wants to make a difference in the world. She wants to have an impact on her people. And that's where her focus is. So here comes John wow. Smith and the other Europeans. And she connects with him. And it happens to end up being a romantic connection. Now, again, this is the movie. This is not the real story. We know that. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's who she has. She seems to have a connection with. Nakoma realizes this at some point. And even though Pocahontas's father has explicitly said these white men are dangerous, that was like that was like the best part of the movie when he said the white, these white that's men are dangerous. Life too. We knew that. I'm like, okay, well, actually, this movie is starting to make sense because that's true. <laughs> we all know that. Who wrote that? <laughs> that passed the Disney, man, right? Huh? <laughs> so Nicole was talking about she really lusted after Pocahontas. She's like, oh, he's so handsome, and Pocahontas are so lucky to be desired by him, and. What happens is Pocahontas is meeting up, sneaking off into the woods to meet up with John Smith. And she keeps telling her friend, Nakoma, like, girl, I got this. Manage your business. Don't worry about this. Just right. just cover for me. Now, if she was really a best friend, she would have been like, no problem, girl. I got you. But no, she like, you shouldn't be lying to people like this. And you shouldn't be expecting me to laugh for you. So don't expect me to do that for you ever again. So she runs out into the woods again when John Smith pops up. Cause she sees, she, 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 she finally sees that Pocahontas is meeting up with him and she's like, I'm going to go get, and then Pocahontas puts her hand over her mouth, like girl, shut up. And then she like mm-hmm. figures out that they've been having this secret tryst in the woods. So what does she do? She goes and gets Cocoa involved. Now she knows Cocoa is this very emotionally unstable, toxically masculine man. Right. And so she sends him after Pocahontas for two reasons. A, she wants to expose Pocahontas' relationship with John Smith to make Pocahontas undesirable in Kokoum's eyes because he ain't going to want her after he even seen her with this white man, right? Right. Which leads me to reason two. She wants to sabotage their potential relationship to increase her chances with Kokoum. (laughs) 
Now, has she just been honest with Pocahontas in the movie and like, girl, I really like me some cold corn. Pocahontas probably would have been like, girl, you can have him. I ain't thinking about him. You can have him. I'm not interested. I'm doing Mm -hmm. me. You do you. She might have been supportive. She probably would have been supportive. And cold corn's ass wouldn't have been dead. I'm just saying. Because cold corn went after Pocahontas. And even though John Smith wasn't the one that killed him, it was that weak friend of his, Thomas, that killed him. (sighs) Always the ones that you least expect. Now maybe Pocahontas, maybe Pocahontas really did want Pocahontas, and he wasn't probably gonna see it from the coma. But I feel like you know, because it's cause toxic masculinity. You want what you want, and you are gonna do whatever it takes right, to get you that. You gonna do whatever you gonna do, mm-hmm. and if I can't have you, nobody gonna can. have you. Right? That's literally how it was for him. But I just mm-hmm. feel like you know, Pocahontas had a higher calling, and it did not involve no damn man. And sure didn't. Her friend was just such a hater for that. She should have beat her the fuck up. That's what I would have did. Right with the arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? I'm sorry. You played too much. I'm, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and that's why I feel like, you know, you have to be careful who you consider a friend because she really wasn't there for Pocahontas, like, in a way that I think she sh- a, a, a friend would have been. Yeah. She didn't value their friendship. At, uh-uh. I don't think she even. I think she was just jealous of Pocahontas. Yeah, Pocahontas. Was, I think she befriended her for other intentions, like you said. She was just because Pocahontas was the daughter of the chief, so obviously yeah. being friends with her is a good thing because you probably have right power and um, prestige. Being friends, being yeah, besties, like with you this. being a best friend with Beyonce, like exactly. yeah, girl, Beyonce, my bestie. Exactly. You, know, you get into different rooms. You just ride the coattails and. Mm-hmm. She just wrote it wrong. She was trying to ride on Cocum with her nasty ass. Okay. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was I think a very toxic dynamic there. And and then what killed me was when like after And that's crazy because that's so relatable to real life. Like Yes. That's happened to people in real life. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking too. I'm thinking about the part of the movie when Cocoam did get killed and Pocahontas blamed herself for him and then and Nicole was like actually girl it was me I sent to Matthew because I thought you were in danger and then she just feels like she's so empowered at that point she's like when Pocahontas was, she was trying to get rid of her competition so she can sit on that dick that's all it was she gonna she mm-hmm. suddenly she has the power she's like when, when Pocahontas was like I'll never see him again she's like no I can take care of that she goes she goes up to the guard and she's like Pocahontas wants to look into the eyes of the man who killed Pocahontas and they're like okay and I'm just like girl since when do you have the power to do that bye girl go on somewhere right bye she girl whole, she fucking the whole tribunal she just bye bye girl bye. but I want to talk about how you keep putting out all these Disney I told y'all like, it's what's with you in Disney? I, that's real though. I grew up watching Disney. Disney is, toxic as fuck. Disney is Walt, Walt Disney was anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. He was racist too. Yeah, he's mm. fucking toxic. Like what the fuck? They they they, they be throwing sprinkles on it every every um couple five years for the big anniversary when when, it, when it's 75, 85. I'm like, you can keep sprinkling sugar dust, but we knew he was racist and sexist mm-hmm. and homophobic. All of that. All the above. But ABC, we still watched his stuff growing up. 
some shit. We was kids. We ain't really like yes, no, no. You know what I'm saying? That's like the we difficulty. knew something was different. That's... But as we got older and went back and looked and educated ourselves, this shit was fucked I still, up. I still it broke my it. heart when I saw fucking Bugs Bunny and fucking blackface. Do you know I almost cried? Mm-hmm. I being, said, not Bugs Bunny. Being black and being queer in America is is growing up watching a bunch of stuff that you really enjoy and then and realizing how toxic that shit is shit when you become in an, an, an the, the stories behind the char- like, the creators of it me. Mm-hmm. they talking about See, I, me I'm, I don't let it bother me I'm not saying well, you sh- a different type of gay. Not, y'all, that, y'all generation is no. What, I'm what not saying they? you should let it bother XD? you. I'm just saying what you generation be- is that. No, I think I think the thing is is like me generation knowing, T. What y'all generation did? Y'all I'm different. A, I'm millennial. I'm I'm like the last like part of the last group of millennials. You was a millennial, Marcus. You ain't a millennial. But I think for me, so you just take I, the M off of it. It's called that's no. what Gen Z is called, millennials. They're the ones after millennials. I'm I'm not as a millennial. Oh, girl, I ain't. I'm not, I'm you're not. You're, you're not technically. Technically, you're letters. not born. You're not technically born in the time of millennials. You're like one year away from it, but you act more like a millennial than you do, than you do a millennial. So that's why I'm calling yeah. you that because you are. I just I How just spell that. If I pop <laughs> on something, if I, if I'm about to watch something from like, am I watching any form of media? Past like 1975, I go in like I'm gonna see some shit that might be triggered from the time. So I don't go shit in before like, that. I don't go in like anything after 70, anything before 75. I just know it's gonna be some offensive shit either to black people or gay people. So I just go in already knowing what the fuck I'm gonna get myself. I'm not, into. Okay, but see that's the thing. I'm not saying I'm not. And you see, that's 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 another sign that you you came towards the tail end of the because we not we're not saying that you can't be aware of it. We're saying that you grow up not aware of it, and we did. And when in, you get older, and then when you, get, you see it, you you're see like, it, and you're like, fuck? oh wow, this really is messed up. But you grew up at a time where where we were basically pointing out how problematic it was. Yeah, so that so you so you, so you already mm-hmm. go into it understanding that. You didn't grow up at a time where it was like, oh, man, this is really awesome. No, I, I've seen yeah, they generation that trilineal. I've, I've seen that Disney movie. I remember seeing it as a kid with the, um, with, with the crows. I remember watching it as a kid thinking that shit was funny as fuck. Yeah. Then going back, I was like, wait, are they, are they supposed to be black? Is that why they speaking like this? Yes. Like, wait. Hell, some of his movies are even up. banned. Like, um, what movie is that? Uh... The, the, the one that got Song the of Nazis the South. In it. Song of the South. But I think that one's banned too. But Song of the uh-huh, See, I remember that Disney one. was making a lot of like World War II propaganda. Yeah, I was gonna um, say propaganda films. Mm-hmm. So even when they would depict like the Japanese back in the day, that yes. shit was so offensive. Yes. Oh my god. And the way they used to and then the black Arabs people. was always Arab and Muslim people were always the fucking villains. Right. They and were. then they have the little saxophone music. I'm like, this is terrible. Well, they did the same thing with Aladdin. Um, the if you, I think there are like two versions of the song, um, Arabian Nights. They yeah. had to, they had to change the um some of the lyrics because they were talking about how um offensive it was for the way they were depicting um Arabia or you know the Arabian mm-hmm. people. As being barbaric and like they were saying all these negative yeah, things, yeah, being villains Be- and shit, right? Like, and it's toxic like toxic as fuck. No, and then they didn't have any actual Arabic people or Muslim people. I say I should probably say Arab because it was supposed to be in Arabia. I think they didn't have mm-hmm. any Arabian people playing the characters. They had white people voicing these yeah, characters. T- yeah, 
even didn't they do a live? It was they something did, live too they, before. They they created a live version of Aladdin, and they they they, tan, they actually tried to um they did try to actually have more Arabian characters or people who are Middle Eastern descent play some of the main characters, which was great. This, but they I replaced the, the genie with was back in the day because um, they had white people and they tanned them. Oh, they they were good for doing that blackface. White people, yeah, mm-hmm. like they was white as hell, and you like that ain't your real skin complexion. Color. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, they were good for doing that too. But and that's I can see Disney. That shit through black and white, like bitch, <laughs> you is not a black person. You a whole white man. Hello. The fuck. Now my last that was super toxic. My last toxic Disney movie that I'm going to talk about, or that I have that I prepared ahead of time. We'll see where the conversation mm-hmm. goes. But is the Princess Diaries? I actually recently watched More that toxic. this week. Her best friend was toxic. At one point in the movie, well, actually throughout the first part of the movie, because she she owned up to her toxicity at towards the end of the movie. So Lily was her uh-huh. best friend. Mia, um, and I, I would even argue that her mother and her grandmother were low-key toxic in some ways because they kept this big secret from her that she was a princess. Yeah. But I understand That's why they up. did it. They didn't want her to grow up thinking, being tainted by the uh, being a royal family member and having, they wanted her to have a normal like childhood. And they were gonna wait till she was eighteen. They were gonna wait till she was eighteen to tell her. But I'm like, that's a lot to like put on, yeah, a, on someone. Yeah, to come in at eighteen, you an adult, and you've been a whole princess this whole fucking time. And the only like, reason, why not tell her? the only reason they ended up having to tell her at fifteen or sixteen when she was like fifteen, sixteen in the movie was because the father had recently died in I think a car accident or something, and they needed to have a crown, um, an heir apparent to the throne. And she was the only child and the only grandchild of the queen, so that's why they ended up having to spring that on her. To put on a fifteen-year-old, it sure was. Could have told her as a shorty, and she didn't. They could have told her as a shorty, and then let her know, like, if something, God forbid, happened to A, B, and C, then you'll be the one up next. Yeah, and kind of mentally prepare her for that. Yep. Now you just dump this on her, and she's fifteen and fucking confused. So the grandma pops up out of nowhere. I mean, she knows who her grandmother is, but she didn't know her grandmother was a queen. She reveals to her daughter, the granddaughter, that she's a princess and that she's the queen of Genovia. And the first thing she does is try to correct the girl's behavior and give her a makeover because apparently, you know, she was ugly. Yeah, she needed to get the 40 inches. <laughs> she needs to be a bad bitch. That's what she said. Now, I'm not saying that her makeover was not helpful in her appearance. It did make her look more polished. But it was like the grandmother was like, yeah, no, nah, this this ain't a granddaughter, man. Uh-uh. We need to straighten this curly hair. You need to lose them glasses. We need to trim them eyebrows. Like, she, she gave her a whole makeover and taught her how to be more prim and proper like a princess, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, and in a way, it kind of helped her at school to some extent. Cause, um, but then that's when her best friend started becoming more toxic or her toxicity was revealed because Hayden. she was Hayden. She, the first thing she says to her is like, damn, you really trying to look like one of them? She was such a jerk to her, talking about how her hair looked, how um, 
She what had a backpack. Mean, I'm looking like money, fuck. Exactly. And then I'm looking like money. She basically goes off for her. She's like, look, just because your hair sucks doesn't mean doesn't mean you can take that on me or whatever. Fact. Just because <laughs> you got these inches, girl. These right. 40 inches, girl. Wet and wavy. Fuck you talking about just get wet and it's going to wave, girl. <laughs> and the first thing she says to her after she says, just because your hair sucks doesn't mean um you can lay off lay off mine. She was like, what did she say to me? And she's like, well, I'm try- I'm tired of you always trying to control me. And all it did was just reveal how insecure old girl was, her friend was, and how mm-hmm. she was always trying to control their relationship. So at that point, she feels compelled to tell her who she really is. So she tells her her royal secret that I'm a princess. And as soon as she told her that secret, her friend started acting differently towards her. She was like, oh, wow, I didn't know you was a princess. Yeah, well, now she's trying to be a city girl. Right, right. So she's like, well, you got to come on my cable show. And like, you know, she was trying to boost up her own street creds by having the princess right, on her cable her. show because nobody was using, her, no one was checking for her damn cable show. And then she was like, well, we getting the rides in limos now, so we don't have to ride our little scooters around. So can we take the limo tomorrow? Who getting a ride in a limo? <laughs> I'm getting a ride right. in my limo. Girl, <laughs> didn't you just say these 40 inches was nothing? Right. She literally says to her, well, can we take the limo tomorrow? Because these heels is doing too much for me. On these. I can't keep riding my scooter to school. And she's like, okay, we can take my limo tomorrow. you better get on your hoverboard, girl. And then the thing she says to her is like, she was totally insensitive about Mia's father dying like two months prior. She was just like, um, I know. She, yeah, I do remember that. She didn't yeah. give a fuck. Cause, um, old girl was like, Mia was saying like how, okay, no, her friend, her friend's name is Lily. Lily said that she had, she was going to have to have dinner with her father that night. And she's like, we ran out of things to talk about when I was like eight years old. And, and Mia's like, well, at least you still have your father in your life. You know, mine's dead. And she was like, your girl, your father died two months ago. I thought she'd be over that shit by now. And I was like, what? Who says that? And she was like, well, you guys didn't have a close relationship. She was like, no, we didn't it have a close matter. relationship. But at least she, I still, like, you still can see your father. My father is never coming back. And I'll never be able to have a relationship with him again. And the fact that she had to double down and continue to explain, like, bitch, my father did. Exactly. And I'm like, damn, can a bitch grieve? <laughs> Two months. Girl, she wanted to get in that limo and do her little tired ass, raggedy ass, non-viewed ass cable show. That's exactly. what it was. Exactly. And I was like, girl. Bah, miss me with that. At least right. that was you trying to be a YouTuber, bitch, and can't make it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she was fucking terrible. Now that I'm sitting thinking about it, she did say that. Now she about her father. She did. It was, told that girl to get over it. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Now I will say towards the she should have gave her a dynasty slap when she did. Okay, that's Remember right. Dynasty yes, girl. Yes, you. Mm-mm. Smack that bitch dead in the pool. Like, who the fuck is you talking to? <laughs> right. Are you supposed to be my friend? I can see a stranger off the street, but my friend. Right. Quote, unquote. So what I will say, though, she did, Lily did kind of, like, apologize and admit, own up to her toxicity toxicity at the end of the movie. Because she said, like, you know, the real reason why I behaved the way I did was because, A, I need an attitude adjustment. My parents been saying I need an attitude adjustment. So I agree, I get, I, I agree with that. But she also revealed how jealous she was of Mia because now that Mia's a princess, she has the ability to truly make a difference in the world. And she was like, I just felt very insecure and jealous of that because here I am, you know, I'm I'm for all of these causes, like save the dolphins and say, you know, she was she was very much an activist and she didn't have but she didn't have the platform to do that. So 
her activism, but Mia's a princess and Mia can actually have, have a real voice. And that was one of the things that, that was one of the things that helped propel Mia to make the decision to be princess. Cause she was, she was, she wasn't even going to be princess. She was going to renounce her throne and her claim to the throne and just go back to having an ordinary life. But because of what Lily told her and because of what her, her um, grandmother and her mother told her about, you know, the fact that she can make a difference as a princess and really help others. If she really cares about others that helped her decide, make the decision to become a princess and, you know, the princess of Genovia. So my thing is, she redeemed herself. Bitch, you could have did, you could have avoided being na- nasty, nasty to your friend mm-hmm. and just been upfront like, girl, you a princess now. I'm so proud of you. You can really make a difference. Why not encourage her? <clears throat> Why pull her through the ringer, talk about her? You know what I'm saying? Talk about her dead ass daddy and shit. Right. And then for you to be at the end, like, you know what? A bitch got an attitude problem. Right. And, you know, <laughs> they tried to take me to Maury, but I didn't want to go. <laughs> exactly. And I'm just, you know what, girl? I'm just start Like, girl. All I'm saying <laughs> is. You avoided all of this. You know what I'm saying? Hello. And just being, be, being that supportive friend and stuff. That's how people be missing out on their goddamn blessings. Exactly. Being nasty to people for no fucking reason. Right. Because that's fucked up. If somebody coming to me talking about, yeah, I was treating you like shit because. I just got a nasty ass attitude. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as soon as she revealed who she was, I would have been like, okay, that's great. I would have been like, well, ma- now, that you, now that you are a princess, we can actually do a lot of the stuff that we're passionate about, helping people. Like, you, don't, you do realize that we can, we can make a difference right, now. Right, make an impact. And you know, I'm crazy and paranoid anyway, because I would have been nice to the bitch anyway once she told me she was a princess because they got a lot of power. Mm-hmm. I'm being nasty to her. This bitch can have me wiped exactly. out. I'm not taking them chances, girl. I'm going to be real nice to you. We cool. You know what I'm saying? And though she, I agree. And though she did not, she she <laughs> act like she didn't care about her physical appearance or she was trying to talk shit about, oh girl, oh girl did look good after that makeover. I would have been like, girl, who did your work? Because I need to get my hair done right. too. Help you me. You got a little coin. Yeah, we best friends. Let's get our feet right. done. Let's get our hair done. Right. I want 40 inches for <laughs> you and me. She, like, she, the fuck? She definitely said, look, just because your hair sucks doesn't mean you get to talk about man. I'm just like, because your hair did yeah. suck. <laughs> And at that point, I would have been like, girl, you know, my shit is not on point. Right. So let's go to who gave you your 40 inches because I want that. I want too. some 40 inches too. No, this bitch wanted to be nasty mm-hmm. and continue to treat her like shit. See, like I said, you miss out on your blessing doing Y'all bullshit like that. I'm surprised I didn't think about this show and Sadie's brought it up. But for my honorable, dishonorable mention, Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with Dominique Devereaux. What? From that? Di- well, I know not not Dominique. Wrong one. Alexis. Alexis is, yeah, thank you. Oh, I'm about to, to say Alexis. not Dominique. Dominique was a good. I was thinking. I was thinking about Dominique. We just responded to Alexis bullshit. Right. Yeah. Right. But Alexis, Alexis was toxic as toxic as fuck. Toxic as hell. But she mm-hmm. also was like supposed to be the villain. Like she was painted to be the villain, and she actually was. Mm-hmm. So. Toxic sure as fuck. Mm. But like she was she was down for her kids. Well the, the kids that she liked. You know, she had a couple of she only really fucking like two of those. I was I'm surprised I didn't think about nobody from Dynasty. She did Amanda Bogus. She really She did. really did. Mm-hmm. She really fucking did. Did y'all ever see the reboot on um I started watching I, it. 
I watched. Yeah, the first... I started watching it, but I'm just like, it ain't like the I watched original. the first two seasons, and then they got rid of. They just took Steven off the show. Oh, but see, they I didn't got, get that far. They got the oldest son, and they got Fallon. They they have him. Amanda has now shown up. I think they just. I think they cast Amanda recently, mm-hmm. but they haven't showed or mentioned Amanda. But this show is still going mm-hmm. on. And they and last I know and, they got like at least two seasons, but I ain't been no, keeping they up. They on season five. Oh shit! See, I'm oh, waiting. Wow, and it's so bad. Like they had the the original, the first actress they had played Crystal. Found out that her character wasn't the real Crystal. She stole the real Crystal's identity. So then she, then she died. So then they brought in another Crystal. They brought in the real Crystal. Then they had that actress playing her. But then she quit after one season. So then they had to recast. Because it was a character. fucking train wreck yeah, of a show. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. No, she she that she show was, was toxic. She had a she got a divorce, but she had the so casting she had call was toxic. <laughs> <laughs> the CW version, well, the, the the actress they had playing the real Crystal, she um she was going through a divorce and like um a bad like custody battle back in Mexico. So she so she had to go back home. Because in the new Shit, version, she came Crystal, in adult toxic. God yeah, damn. Because in the new version, Crystal Mexican. So they're, they're like, you know what? We're going to just recast the character. So they recast her. They got mother Hispanic actress. They're doing great. We now on a, they're on a second Alexis. Because they had old girl from Desperate Housewives. But then Nicolette Sheridan. Her. Yeah, but then, you know, she toxic as fuck. So she ended up quitting after the season. So they got mother actress to play her, who, who I think do I've seen a couple of clips of her. She's doing great. I like the so original they, um, Crystal that the the first actress that they had playing fake Crystal, I guess, because mm-hmm, she was mm-hmm. really pretty. Um, Natalie, I think it's Natalie Kelly. Yeah. She's beautiful. I saw her. I remember seeing her on the the Vampire Diaries. That was like my first same, time seeing her. And I was just like, God, this woman is gorgeous. I think she's um, Peruvian. Uh, she's a she has a Peruvian ancestry. Yep. But I, the first season is weird, and then. You know, they they did some weird... It's just weird. And they had the Kobe. You know, the Kobe's name serialated, you know. But they but the Kobe's... I don't know. It's just all just weird. It's just weird. It's, it, it's trying to be the same, but also trying to be different. And it's just... It's not good. I was like, you know, I'm done with this. Goodbye. Goodbye. It wasn't given. It's not given. Too I'm like, the 80s to one... Watch. The 80s one was soap opera can't be fun. This one is just trying too hard to be like serious drama. Yeah, that original one is just undefeated for me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of them shows like that from the 80s and shit. Like, yeah. even I caught myself watching a few episodes of In the Heat of the Night. Girl, that's my show. And I was just like, Girl, yes. this is good top tier good... TV. Like, Look, they don't write gonna... TV it was, no more. It's the heat of the, it was In the Heat of the Night. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. What's the other one? Touched by an Angel. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. were all TV shows you go over to your grandma's house and you know you're going to be watching that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yes. Because yes. that's all we and watch. We and, mm-hmm. Well, that was kind of young for my grandparents, but yeah. Oh, true. Damn, you just I love your me people. a Touched by an Animal. I love a Touched touch by, by an Animal. animal. Angel. Angel. <laughs> Girl, I ain't got time for her mess. Girl, that's what you, you been, said. I've been listening uh-uh. to you cutting up all this entire time. Speaking of which, y'all, if y'all listening, please, uh, after the first listen of this, rewatch it again and take a shot every time we say toxic. Toxic, 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 <laughs> toxic, 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 toxic. No. That's about six shots right there. I appreciate that. Game on. I like that. 
that was spicy. Well, thank y'all for listening to us and our toxic loving. So, <laughs> gotta take a shot. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed. Hope y'all ain't drunk. Hope y'all weren't drunk driving and listening to this. Please don't. Uh uh-uh, oh, please don't. Uh uh-uh. uh. Don't be. Don't get too intoxicated. Disclaimer: We do not condone drinking and driving of any kind. Always have a designated Thank driver. You. Yes. Please be drink responsibly. Or drive somebody else's car. Always <laughs> have a designated driver. <laughs> Thank you. And we'll end it with that. Good yes. Night, everyone. Good night. <laughs> Should we do an intro?